Homeowners got $2 trillion richer in the first quarter of 2021. What does that mean for the market? I'll explain next on Tom's Take. You're definitely going to want to watch this one. Data just came out this past week that homeowners got two trillion dollars richer in the first quarter of 2021. That's trillion with a T. So let me give you some other statistics here and tell you what this means for the market because there's lots of questions right now like are we in a housing bubble? What's going to happen in the next two years? And this data really gives us some good facts so buyers and sellers can go into the decision-making process with a lot of confidence and a lot of knowledge. So homeowners with mortgages saw their equity jump by 20% in the first quarter compared to the first quarter of 2020. That was all before the pandemic with the exception of the last couple weeks in March. This represents a gain of $33,400 per borrower and record low mortgage rates for much of last year only kind of added to this frenzy and fueled the gains. That's been the big factor for a lot of people on top of millennial demand and inventory levels. To give some perspective, according to CoreLogic, 62% of all the homes out there have a mortgage balance. So those are mortgage properties. So it's a little less than two thirds. And some other data here, then we'll explain what it means for the market. As of June 1st, there were just over 2 million homeowners still in COVID-related mortgage bailout programs. That number has dropped substantially. And the good news is those folks aren't in as much trouble as they used to be or they could have been because of the jump in equity, because of the jump in values, and that reduces the likelihood of a large number of distressed homes coming to the marketplace. That all comes from CoreLogic's chief economist. And the average homeowner now has about $216,000 worth of equity in their home. That's a big number. So this is not what happened in 2008. There continues to be this sentiment in the marketplace, people getting concerned that there's going to be another housing crash. And all this data here tells me that is absolutely not the case. So on on top of all that, the share of borrowers with negative home equity, meaning they owe more than the home's worth, is only 2.6% of mortgage properties. And that has dropped by 24% over the past year. So we're seeing the housing market is healthier than ever from a distressed bubble sort of perspective that everyone's nervous about. So what does this mean for the market? And here's what I know. We do not expect to see housing prices go the other way for at least the next three to four years. So if you're a buyer in the market right now and you are thinking about waiting, this is the biggest thing we hear from buyers because the market's too crazy. What I know is that housing prices are not expected to decline over the next three to four years. And what that means if you're a buyer is that you have the option of waiting, which a lot of people are saying they want to do because they don't want to have to get into these competitive situations, bidding against other folks, which I can understand, it's also probably costing you money, not only from the purchase price standpoint, also from your mortgage rate, because rates have ticked up a little bit. We've seen rates as low as two and a half. Now they're three to three and a quarter. So rates have jumped up, which means your payment's higher. So if you're serious about buying a home and you don't have a plan B, waiting can cost you a lot of money on your payment and on what you pay for the home. So I would be thinking about trying to jump into the market now. And if you don't want to get into a competitive situation, 
target homes that are seven plus days on the market. They are less likely to have a multiple offer situation than the home that gets listed and there's 40 showings in the next three days. So that's what you need to be thinking about if you're a buyer in light of all this data. If you're a seller, what we know is this, expect more normal appreciation over the next two to three years. What I mean by normal is that we're not gonna see 11 or 13% year over year appreciation. We're probably looking in the three to 6% range, which is still pretty incredible compared to what we've seen over history, just less than what's happened over the past 12 months. So that's number one. Secondly, if you're a seller, if you're thinking about cashing out and you've got a place to go, or you have the ability to go buy a new home first, secure that home first, and then leverage the market conditions as much as possible so you can get the best price. You can get the best result when selling your home because that's what every seller wants. They wanna get a great price and they wanna get it sold and that's the goal that every seller should be having if that's not it. The third thing you wanna consider if you're a seller is to look at where the last home sold for because we've seen the biggest challenge over the past six, eight months for sellers has been getting an appraisal at the purchase price. And if you see where the last home sold for and you have that data and you're also looking at the pending sales data to see where the market's going, pricing 10% above that, that's gonna be a challenge. And we've seen that inventory's bubbled up a little bit over the past month or two, where at the end of April, we were at a month's supply of homes in the suburban counties, about two months supply in Philadelphia. That's jumped up to a 1.2 and 2.3, 2.4 supply in Philadelphia in terms of months inventory on the market. So we've seen about a 20% increase in homes available. Still very low, don't get me wrong. It looks like there's a little more options out there for buyers and we've gotta be wary of getting the home to appraise so you can get the home sold and cash out like you're planning to. So all this data here tells me a few things. One, don't be afraid of the bubble. The data's there that shows the things that happened in the past aren't going to repeat again. And secondly, be aware of the market data and understand how that's going to impact your decision-making process from a financial perspective, because all this will impact you if you're looking to make a real estate decision. And the third thing is, get someone to help guide you through the process. This is important stuff. You have to have a trusted agent in this market because it moves fast. There's a lot of data. There's a lot that's changing. And if you don't have someone that understands all that, then you might not make the best decision for you and your family. You need anything, you have any questions, you know where to reach us. Otherwise, we'll be back next week. definitely going to want to watch this one. <laughs>